What's up? This is Katie Forbes, and you are listening to episode two of Own Your Glow. If you would like to watch the video version, you can do so by going to YouTube and searching for the account Own Your Glow Girl. The YouTube account is Own Your Glow Girl, and you can find a video version of this episode there. So without further ado, let's get started. You want me to do it? I'll do it. I'll do it. All three do it. Yeah, we can do it. You want to do it together? I don't know. We're like all, like. We can try. Awkward. Okay. One, two, three. Welcome Welcome back, back, Glow Girls. girls. That's totally natural. (laughs) Natural and not cheesy at all. Not at all. It's very cheesy, but I love it. (laughs) Welcome to Own Your Glow, episode two. We are back for more discussion to see where it goes and what happens. Yeah, there we go. We have no outline. We're just throwing it out. We're here. Yeah, we're, um... Kind of just trying, I think I said this in the last episode, but we're just trying out a couple of different things. Like I said, if you guys hear something and you like the direction we went about something, then please let us know. Like, let us know and we'll know what kind of stuff y'all want to watch or hear from us. Absolutely. Um, and stuff you don't like? You're, yeah, you're free to be like. Like, don't be a hateful bitch, but like, you know, constructive criticism is it's always welcome. Yeah. The girl in the middle is talking too much. I'm sure that's what someone would say. <laughs> no. All right, so we are back, and <laughs> let's get to the most important news from the last episode, which is when did Kirk Franklin <laughs> fall <laughs> off stage. the stage? So- <laughs> Jazz looked it up. Yes. Uh, when was it? So he fell off the stage <laughs> in Memphis, Tennessee. So you yeah. were right, Katie. But he fell off in November of 1996. So mm-hmm. I lied. I was not 12 years old or whatever I said. Yeah. When I went to the concert. I was seven. <laughs> and I was a junior in high school. So you're making me feel extremely. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shout out to Kirk Franklin. We're glad you didn't die when you fell off the stage. Yeah, but he and went into intensive care. Oh God. Yeah, I knew it was bad. Like I knew he fell off, and it was like bad. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, we were, I thought he fell off. up just now, and we said he was in intensive care for 10 days. Yeah, yeah. Now, I have to, hold on a second. I have to pull this up to see if Jen's heard this. Oh, yeah. Or anyone I've, I've never heard of this guy. Yeah, like, I promise you, you have. Hope. Yes, Surely. Yeah. It, it was on, like, regular radio, as far as I know. Right. It was, like, one of, it was like one of the early, one of the only, at least at the time, like, crossover well, in gospel. in 96, I would have only been listening to, like, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots. And Kirk Franklin. <laughs> Kirk Franklin was out there. I'm sure I'm, you heard it, Jen. Just listen. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying absolutely didn't. But... Here we go. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Glory, glory. <laughs> You've never heard this? I think it's Tupac and that was pretty much it. It's like, 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 it's but they did play, he was like crossover, that's why I thought you may have heard it, like, no, one, one of the few gospel that. artists that, yeah, crossover yeah. he got criticized and, and he got played on MTV and stuff, really? like, yeah, or at least VH1, I know he got on like top 20 of like VH1 or something, yeah, I, yeah, no, I never heard that. 
Like during most yes, of his songs, he doesn't sing. He yeah. just talks. He's like the hype man. But like it's his like, album. Like he can't sing. So it would be like yeah. if DJ Jazzy Jeff made a song. Like so yeah. I mean, yeah, he just not like, like DJ Khaled. And like DJ a Khaled part, does not rap. Yeah, he just says. Stuff. And he says like in another one or whatever. Like or uh, what's the thing he always says? Uh, I mean, obviously he says he DJ say? Khaled. Yeah, he says DJ he Khaled. says uh, there's something else he says. Major key. Yeah, he says, he says major that, key. Major key Song. Screw him, though. Did you hear about what he said? No. DJ Khaled said, this is a while, this is several mm, years couple, ago? No, like what? maybe three months ago. What was he doing? What no, look, he, he said, nothing that's like, you can't listen to him, not like a bad, like, I mean, you could. He's, he's not Chris Brown, is basically what she's saying. Yeah, I'm not trying to say he's like, doing anything that's not, you know. That, that's the thing. You're about to hear it because he's not doing anything. I'm about to tell you. So in some sort of interview, DJ Khaled in his motherfucking jumpsuit or jogging suit or whatever the thing he wears says that he he does not return the favor on oral sex. Oh, I heard about that, but I didn't he know. said yeah, he said that he absolutely will not go down. Anymore. He said that wasn't yeah. I think he said that's why. He said that that wasn't mother of his child. Yeah, I they just they were discussing that on Bill Maher actually. Yeah, they said he said that uh, that wasn't for. I don't know if he said. I don't want to misquote, but it was like it. men don't need to do or something. Mm. And so it blew up, and oh, all these people. And all the women were like, oh. I kind of remember that. Yeah, and I think it was like The Rock or somebody that tweeted and said. Uh, yeah. Just so all the ladies know, I'm an equal opportunist or whatever, and like send a link to that or whatever. And I was like, thought it was funny. So anyway, a bunch of women, women since then have been like, screw DJ Kelly. Ah, like, he thinks funny. he's so now, cool. Now I understand why you say it's what he's not doing. That's what I said. I go, that's what he wasn't doing. Yeah. So it's not like he was doing anything where you have to like boycott him. See, I don't really know who he is, but I remember that coming up because I know a lot of liberals hate Bill Maher, but I still watch him. But and they were discussing that on the show because he talks about sex. Yeah, yeah. Take some politics. Gotcha. But I was like, that's a bold statement for that dude to make. I mean, well, we won't get into that. I won't go into why DJ oh, Khaled should be should. willing maybe to do Maybe we should talk about that. <laughs> I shouldn't. I, I don't want to get into why DJ Khaled should not think he's in a position to say he doesn't need to do that. <laughs> but that would, I'm just going to leave it that. In his jogging suit or whatever he... <laughs> He, doesn't he wear, like, a velour jogging suit? Or am I, I just imagining so. that? No, I, I think you're right. I think it's blue. <laughs> no, I'm not thinking of CeeLo Green. No. Um, so, yeah, it, or just a reminder, we're not going to talk about it in this episode, but we said it in the last episode, say it again, that we are going to start basically, like, a book club, or at least have an episode where we discuss a book that we've read. That's another thing you guys can let us know if there is a book that you think we should all read or discuss, mm-hmm. by all means, or if some of you listeners, maybe one of you really like a book and want to come on and discuss it with us. That's uh, yeah, possibly an absolutely. option, too. And are we 
wanting to do preferably like women empowerment books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're trying to mainly center on, yeah, things women. that are women, like focused on women and um, female empowerment. Mm-hmm. It can be self-help, it can be something yeah. else, it can be a bi- biography. It doesn't we have wanna, to. We want to, as well as on our own glow, we want to spotlight other women and uplift other yeah, women. Right, so right. that's that's another point of the show. Yeah, that's something we have are trying to do as we start. We're using like a female photographer. If we do more videography than this we want to try to use a female videographer shout out to any of you women in tech or in like video audio any of that design anything that you may be interested in helping us or working with us let us know right now focus on local women yeah yeah. memphis Memphis. local memphis women anybody obviously can listen we're like we're not opposed to right we're not gonna yeah doing you know yeah. Like, mean, like, we're not opposed to doing a world tour. <laughs> like, we're, we're pretty low budget right now, which is, means we have no budget, so that's why. Yeah, we can't fly them. stars out here, so, but anyone local, um, I'm sorry, we're not going to get Beyonce on the show yet. Yeah, one day. She, one day. Yeah, one day. Well, she really doesn't one, get on anyone. Day. I was about to say, she don't like, she, she hasn't gotten on anyone show in like 10 years. Yeah. You know, I, maybe Oprah. I wonder why. Or maybe is it we'll, just because she's private? I think she's just really she's, private. She's always been very, very private. Mm-hmm. And we'll I think like people... find them. We'll get Britney on. It's <laughs> like she appears. Beyonce, like I feel like Beyonce appears again, and then she's just like about to have a child, and you're like, I didn't even know you were pregnant, and like suddenly she's having twins. She's very, 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 very private. I always wonder how those stars like. Have you she ever noticed how they hide out? Able to keep the Jay Z thing like until they got married, kept it mm-hmm. so low key and yeah, they hardly ever mention each other. I saw. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see her on tour, and I didn't get to, but um, I think she's finishing up. One. Yeah, they have like. But I saw, he's basically just, like, going along with her. He was at, on stage with her. At somebody that I knew on Instagram was there and had posted, and he was there with her. And I was like, I guess she kind of yeah, keeps him in tow. Yeah, it was on your run, too. Two. Yeah. yeah. The two so they did. It was co-headlining again. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it was both of them. Okay, yeah. I thought, like, I mean, I knew he had come out at some of her shows or whatever. And I, honestly, I saw Jay-Z and Justin, which was really cool, because that's, like, a very rare mm-hmm. thing. We went to Chicago to see it. Um, Des went to it. Des yeah. was at it. Des mm-hmm. was... That's Jasmine's husband. Yeah, yes. sorry. Desmond, Jasmine's husband was at it, too. It was at the Bears Stadium um, in Chicago, and it was really cool. But honestly, even though they were both there, I wanted Beyonce to come out and, like, be crazy in love or something. Everybody wants Beyonce to always come I know. out. Because uh, she's such an amazing performer. Yeah, yeah. She's amazing. She blows everybody out the- but I did see Justin Timberlake, and he's the second best. I, lo- I he's, love... He's, he's right next to her, and I heard Bruno Mars is good, too. Bruno... Oh, my God. Have you not seen him live? No, I've never Bruno seen him. Bruno Mars, I've seen... I've seen him twice. No, I'm sorry, girls. I'm going to beat you all because I've seen Michael Jackson. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah. Let's well, speak of a lot... People that are alive. Right. We have to, <laughs> no, sorry, but... No, I'm sure he was the best performer ever. Yeah. We're talking about people who aren't dead, though. Yeah, so... Okay, well, then Paul McCartney was the best one. <laughs> yeah, there... But in terms of... Like, Bruno Mars with production and, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. There's concerts that are, like, I like, and then there's concerts that are, like, fun like and just... Experiences and fun mm-hmm. and just, like, let your hair down, mm-hmm. have fun. Bruno Mars is like that, like, and they do awesome, like, choreography and dancing. Mm-hmm. And have you like, been to a Beyonce concert? No, and I want to yeah. see her... And I think she would... I think that Bruno Mars... I'm sure she beats him. I'm sure. Yeah, I... But I think that they're really cl- like I've heard they're really close. Justin Timberlake was really good. Justin, like, especially Justin I went to the one where he show, did the hydraulic stage, and he like came across the thing. That was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that oh, was actually, I, I used to follow NSYNC around. Mm-hmm. And I never got to see NSYNC live. I'm sad about I've it. Never like I've never missed one of Justin's tours until Justin's, this one. 
He's very talented. Of course, he's going to be back here in January, so maybe. Yes. Yeah, did you see him at this last one, the Man of the Woods tour? No, I, I didn't really care for that album. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah the I album like is not, either. I mean, I like the album. I'm one of the very few people that like at least a couple of songs on there. There's a few songs. Yeah, I do. But, but, like, but to, to be fair, he didn't do a ton of those songs in the tour. Okay. Like, so, I mean, it's still an amazing concert to go see. I think he's coming back again in Memphis in January. And me and Chris, my husband, got, we were, like, did GA, and then he has, like, this longer stage, and so we were standing at the bottom of it, like, mm-hmm. or at the end of the stage. And he was down there. All, I mean, I'm literally, like, he's, like, right here, like, right beside me. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying the whole time, like, do you ever go in, like, a concert or something, you're like, I'm not going to use my phone the whole time. Like, I'm going to yes, enjoy the I show. Yes, I that every time we see Britney, and then this last trip to Vegas at the we if she needs a last name it's Britney Spears she's talking about (laughs) Britney doesn't need a last name so um, we went two nights in a row and the first night I actually left my phone in the room so that I would I could because it was the last two shows of her Vegas run and I was like I'm gonna you know we had been this was our I think her 11th mark my 12th and so was like I'm gonna experience this without looking through a lens because nobody does that anymore and you know I was watching YouTube um an old Velvet Revolver concert on YouTube the other day, and I, I was watching, like, nobody's holding their cameras up. Nobody's holding their phones up. You know, they got to a slow song, and they were holding their lighters up, and it was like... Got their disposable camera, like... <laughs> yes! And, like, I was... so much work back in the day. When I moved here and was going through all my pictures, and I found pictures of when I went to go see NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, and I'm like, I've got actual photos mm-hmm. of this from when we mm-hmm. went to see them. Yeah, yeah all mine back different. then, like, if I would have taken them, they were always bad. Because it's like you get them developed, and you're like, oh, this is all blurry. Yeah. <laughs> like, are somebody's hands in the yeah. way? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. a blurry oh, yeah, there was always, like... Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, no, but I want to see Beyonce, but I haven't... I haven't gotten to see her. You either. have to go Who, see she her. She was somewhere somewhat close. Nashville. She was in New Orleans and Nashville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there was something that happened Nashville. where was one I was going to go to and it ended up getting like rescheduled. That was the one in Nashville. Okay. Me and my sister had bought tickets. We were so excited. She just dropped her album. Yeah. And then it was like rescheduled. But there was some drama between her team and the stadium. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I forgot about that. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> she came to Nashville, and she was awesome. And you have to see, because she's one of those people that has, like, I think the biggest screen ever for someone ever touring. So, even, she's, like, this little, right? You can mm-hmm. be all the way up in the nose recession, but you, you can, can see, see clear. I love clearly that. Clearly, her, silo- like, her right mm-hmm. there. I hate like, when they have oh the big God. screens on there showing, like, you know, like, other like thing, the moon other thing, at night, and you, or and you can't see what some woman yeah. dancing around. No. Yeah. <laughs> you see her and her cameraman are on it, okay? Yeah. And they get different shots, and it's like you're in a, you're like, it's like you're there. It's an experience. You're in a concert, it's an experience. but you're not in a concert. Yeah. It's like it's your friend performing, uh-huh. and then she's the one who like does all these things before she gets on stage to make you think she's coming out. But and so by the time she comes out, you're, you're at like, like height. Ah! Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, the walk always do that. Like yeah. they hype it up for like three minutes yeah. before they actually come out on mm-hmm. stage. She hypes it up for like 30, 30 minutes. <laughs> like you think it's her, and it's her opening act, and that's when I go to the cafe concession stands and I'm like yeah. oh, gonna get me a right, you gotta off. feel bad for Beyonce <laughs> unless they're really good you gotta feel bad for like a Beyonce opening act cause you're like really I mean like no, it's not fair you really do and, and you feel so that's bad. why I love like when the, when people get big enough that they don't have open acts like mm-hmm. I will never see Fleetwood Mac without Lindsay Buckingham screw you guys <laughs> but um whenever you would see them mm-hmm. now they, they don't have an opening it's called an evening with Fleetwood Mac yeah a lot I of the bigger ones don't now yeah, yeah. I think Beyonce does it but 
because she wants to support the yes, artist. Yeah, I agree. Like I like that. Fight, too. That's why Foo Fighters do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, but yeah. I never go. Like I'll, I'll wait like an. I hour. think it's cool. Sometimes the vans will bring like every city they have a local artist come. Mm-hmm. Like you know that's always cool. So then that local artist gets exposure in yeah. that city yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah, uh, Foo Fighters said that they they kind of switched up their who as to who was their opening act on this tour. Yeah. Yeah, Justin was awesome when I saw him. Um, that uh, did that all spin off the Kirk Franklin and then it DJ did, Khaled. Yeah, that's really went on this whole concert ramp. But I could talk about concerts all day. So. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kirk Franklin with his hype man stuff, where it's just somebody else singing, and he's like, "And did you hear me?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like very just like Here we go now. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but he's very good. If he's anybody can good. do he's that like, type of, if hype you man. get a chance to go. Frick never in my life did I think the first two episodes I would talk this I, much about Kirk Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> we never in these meetings we've had about this show did think, hey, and then we're going to mention Kirk Franklin. <laughs> That's don't, don't say, I'll see him next time. Don't do that because I did that with Prince. And oh, God, yeah. Me and Jen were supposed to go we were, see Prince in Atlanta. At his very last show. We were like, we should, but what were we going to we're Vegas? We are leaving to LA. For, we're leaving for LA, LA, Vegas. And so, yeah, we, we were like, uh, and we, we've already spent money and... We're gonna have to drive all the way back so that we can fly out. So we're just gonna have to. It was we'll both of our tired, bucket list to see and him. And then by the time we got home, Prince was gone. And then yeah, then he died or the whatever. Next day? He died no, with, no, no. It was well, within we a week because we went to to L.A. and then it was literally Vegas. his last show. It was like yeah, mm-hmm. Atlanta. Was, it was like this like kind of last minute. Yeah, it was thing a very last minute thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, holy shit, we have to go. And then it was like, oh, we'll be too tired because we fly out really early, and then. We were literally on a like the Stars Home tour in LA on a bus, and I got a tweet that Prince had. And I she was, was like, like, "No!" Because <laughs> it was like I had four, three, three left on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. It was Madonna, Janet, and Prince, and I had finally. You hadn't seen Janet at that point. At that point, mm-hmm. I had, and I'd seen. So I've seen Janet now. I've seen mm-hmm. Madonna now, and then I haven't seen Madonna. All I had left was Prince, mm-hmm. and yeah. He was awesome. I'm just yeah. So if you have the opportunity to do what you want to do, go do it. That's yeah, yeah. That's you for can't sure. Take it with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. My uh, my dad. That was one thing. Says the brokest person. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Do it responsibly right. to an extent. But right. my dad. That was one of the things because he passed. But before he would tell me, "Go now. Mm-hmm. Do it now. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like, don't wait." Because he. It's like he kind of had it feeling in like a sad way, but he at least wanted to pass it on to me and my brothers like, hey, I thought this was going to happen. It didn't happen the way that I thought it was going to happen. So I'm telling you now, like whatever the things you want to do, don't wait. Don't say I'm going to retire and then go to the beach. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to take off work. I'm not going to, you know, do all that. Um, Go to Paris. Go see the show. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, like I said, like we were saying, financially within reason. Right. There's always, I feel like we all, even even things that are like small things, like even in the city, there's things, and it's like my my instant reaction is like, oh, yeah, I kind of want to do that, but I won't. And then I'm like, why didn't I do it? Like, like, there's just this, always this thing, like, I'll do it another time. I'll go Mm -hmm. another time. And it's like, you know what? You may not. Yeah. Nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah. No one. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, that's something that I I think about a lot, which is, we, I mean, 33 and thinking about mortality a lot. Bring this down from Kirk Franklin to mortality. <laughs> We're going to really get you all over the place. You know, like, this might this probably have a different audience. Don't know that you... Yeah, yeah, so my, yeah, I lost, for those of you that don't know, I lost both my parents in the last two years. I lost my mom in 2016 and my dad in 2017. My mom from early, or complications from early onset Alzheimer's, and then my dad, 
I basically say he passed from secondhand Alzheimer's. That's not a real thing, but he was a caregiver that drained himself so much. Like, I cannot state how important it is if you're a caregiver, if you're somebody who takes care of someone who is ill, put yourself. Like, you've got to take care of yourself. And it's easier said than done. People always told him, take care of yourself. And he's like, well, when am I supposed to do right. that? You know? But, um, yeah, so I lost uh, both of my parents that way. And so it's it was, like, one of those things that you don't expect. Like, I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm, he wasn't mm-hmm. expecting for that to happen. Right. They were both 60-61. Um, and so my dad was like, I thought I was going to retire, and me and your mom were going to travel, and we were going to... They had this little tiny, like, condo apartment thing, like, not on the beach, but at the beach. He thought they were going to go there, they're going to do this, and he's like, I saved my money, I did all this Mm -hmm. stuff, and then now, like, it's not the way that I thought it was going to be, and so that's why I said, yeah, he told me, go now, do it now, do the things that you want. And I remember something, and it's something I told someone the other day because they were saying they were getting so exhausted at work. And I said, I mean, obviously, there's periods of your time where you're in a job or something. I'm not trying to act like everybody can just take off whenever they want or anything. But if you have, there's like, I can't remember what the percentage of people that don't take, take their vacation. Take all their vacation days. There's like a, high yeah, high I'm going to I'm gonna Google it. But it's like. In America, in America has the highest people rate right, of people, people who, who don't, don't take their vacation days. Yeah. They didn't have that problem with me in the sheriff's office. Mine was more like I had all my gone by June and had to work the whole rest of the year. But do you think that people have that mindset of, well, what if something happens? Mm -hmm. What if, what if, what if? And then they they top themselves out of that. Half, half don't take their vacation. There's the one thing of like, what if I leave and somebody takes my spot? Mm-hmm. You know, what if I'm gone for a week and somebody gets ahead of me mm-hmm. and then I don't get that promotion mm-hmm. or I don't get that like, thing? For a long time, I was the only one who knew how to do payroll. So I had to schedule everything around payroll weeks. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, I, I can't go because that's a payroll week. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, my dad's dad, up, my dad's dad told him this and then he told us this growing up. So, and it, I'm not going to phrase it exactly right, but he basically. My grandfather told him, and he told us, don't ever think you are somebody at, like, at a company. If it's not your company, if it's not your company or your family's company, don't ever think, yeah, that you're not replaceable Mm -hmm. in terms of, and he meant it more like, don't let them make your decisions for you in Mm -hmm. your life. Don't, like, they're going to, once you're gone, they'll just hire somebody else. Like, they'll move on. So when you're considering them heavily in every single thing you do, and they're not heavily considering you... Mm -hmm. Like, you're, that's a waste, you know? And so he always said, I promise you, son, that, and it sounds depressing that he, my dad would tell us this as a kid, but I'm, the way he meant it, I got it. But he would say, I promise you, they will put you in your grave, they will come say goodbye, and then the world goes on. The world continues to turn, so you better decide to do what you want to do, because the world's going to turn either way. So, like, if you think they they can't live without me, they can't do my job without me, they can't do, yeah, they they can, can. and that's a good thing. That's a good thing because that means that you can go, you can take a vacation, you can do the things that you want to do. Um, because otherwise, yeah, there's always, it's always tomorrow. It's always the next time. It's always, yeah. you know, do it. Or even like quitting your job, something that, you know, draining you. If it, That's something we could also talk about is like work, like women who do work. We were discussing this. There's some people who a job, they can go to a job and they don't like it per se, mm-hmm. 
but they can do it, or they know it's temporary, or they yeah. uh, they're hustling, they're doing whatever. There's a difference between not liking your job and being in a toxic work. And it yeah, and it being and it being sucking the life out of you. Which mine literally literally was. Like I, when I quit the sheriff's office, I was able to come off five of my medications. That's great. Yeah, I was having at least one, usually two, severe severe. Severe, like could not get out of the bed migraines a week. Mm-hmm. I have not had but one migraine since I left the sheriff's department. Yeah, there's and there's no I way that's not connected. And mm-hmm. like I, I picked up and moved my entire life from a city I had lived in for 39 years and moved to Memphis and didn't have a panic attack. And I had gotten more. I was having panic attacks just at on Sunday nights thinking, oh, God, I've got to go there tomorrow. Yeah. I, I, feel like I've got tears in my eyes right now just mm-hmm. thinking about. And I tell mom this all the My mother works there still. And she'll start telling me stories, like what happened at work that day. Mm-hmm. And I start feeling like I'm going to mm-hmm, have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see now. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. that place is toxic mm-hmm. to the extreme. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely the worst. Mm-hmm. It was it, unimaginable. Yeah. yeah. Just the way... You know, I got sick in the way they treated me because I got sick. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't missing a lot of work because I was missing a lot of work. But it wasn't because I had a runny nose. I had cancer. Mm-hmm. Of course you're going to lo- miss a lot of work when you have cancer. And they had no understanding mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. They, they took everything with me. Well, and it's bad because it's like not only do they not – it's like you already think like I don't like this place or this is not good for me, and then on top of that, like adding that to it, that not only did you right, give this like many years, that happened. yeah, it's like not only did I give my life to this place, not life, but you know what I mean, like my my career for seventeen years, and then this thing happens to me, and then you are done, like you know what I mean. That's the kind of the thing that my dad was trying to tell me is like, don't ever think that they're like. You know, I mean, and it, it, like I said, it can be a good thing. It can be one of those things that can help you. But, yeah, I think anybody who's in a position in a job where it is not that they just don't dislike it. It's literally depressing them. It's making them have panic attacks. It's See, making them... It's affecting your health. Yeah, I didn't health. want to do anything yeah, on weekends. I didn't, I just, you know, it was like mm-hmm. when I wasn't there, I was in bed. Yeah. Literally. I mean, you know, being a pharmacist, like, I'm sure, like, the amount of people on medications because of their job, mm-hmm. stress-related, mm-hmm. anxiety, meds, you know, whatever, I mean, it's it got to be. it tells you something when somebody's able to come off five medications because they yeah. leave their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And one person always told me, I was like, when I was in school, I was like, I just hope I don't like, I hope I like my job. Like, I hope I just don't like it. And they were mm-hmm. like... You know, you can always leave. Mm-hmm. You can always leave, and I was but like, but some people feel like they can. Yeah, mm-hmm. some and people I feel did. like they can. I, I but felt like I couldn't. Exactly, but like that's how courageous you are to just be like, you know what? No, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not doing that. And like it seems so simple, but all the anxiety and and different anxiety makes you not want to do that. It, but it, yeah, it just you got to the point to where it's like y'all are killing me. Right. I mean, they they. Pulled, pulled me in the office and told me they were watching me on the video cameras to see when I come and went and wrote me up because I was three minutes late to work one day. Yeah. And it was like, that was the last, that was like my last straw when they told me they were watching me on the video cameras. I was like, no, I don't care if I have to work five jobs. And at one point I was working five jobs. I didn't care what I had to do. I was leaving. Yeah. I was like, y'all are not going to kill me. Yeah. 
Yeah, you should. Yeah, I think that's probably important to note that you you can leave. leave. You can leave, you whether can it's leave. a bad relationship, whether it's a bad job, whatever it is. Like, too. you can leave. <laughs> you can leave. That's your yeah. choice. That's yeah. your right. You can leave, and it may not be a it situation. Scary tem- as hell. Right. Yes. It may be terrifying. It may be one exactly. of those things where temporarily you're in a worse position, or you're financially in a worse. But it's nothing. Like, if you don't have your health, if you can't wake up and again there's jobs where you're like i don't really want to go do this today Mm -hmm. or whatever every even people like their jobs don't want to do some things every day but if it's something where it is like haunting you if it's like something where you are if you've noticed your health declining or you have no patience with your family you have no patience with anybody like or you just literally don't want to get out of bed yeah 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 there's got you know like start like you have to first believe that there can be another option mm-hmm. before you can change mm-hmm. anything. Like and you it have took to be a long time to realize that, you know, they, they've got good insurance, but is it worth it? Yeah. yeah. Is it worth you killing yourself and using all the insurance? <laughs> right. Having to use all that insurance because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you hate it so yeah. much. You know, like, hey, life insurance doesn't kick in if you kill yourself. Right. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's important is that, you know, and not everybody, you know, they always say like, well, not everybody can do what they love. But at some point you can, even mm-hmm. if it's temporarily or for many years, or working somewhere where you don't like, want to work. You don't maybe not love it, but at least like. Yeah, at least not hate it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think also a lot of that goes back to like potential and knowing what you can do yes. and what you're capable of. Goes yes. back to like the way that you feel about yourself, and then the way you're raised, and the way that you're taught. Yes. Either you do have an option, or you don't have an option. Mm-hmm. If you're taught you don't have an option. You better always like this job, or you better do this. This is steady. This has insurances. That's what you think. Like they're, you're, you're, it's like the mental block. A lot of it with me is, I have to get mad enough. You have to make me mad enough, and that's what they did. They made me mad enough that I was like, no, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's super important. I think to you just you basically just have to decide. Like, is this is this taking more of my life than? is equal to what it's giving me. You know what I mean? Like, I guess, you know, some people stay at jobs because of the money, certain amount of money. Um, and some people stay at jobs because they have to for mm-hmm. a certain number of mm-hmm. years or whatever. But I think at some point, um, yeah, there's something at the very least that you cannot hate yeah. that you're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's never too late and it's never as much as it always seems like, well, once I hit this age, I have to do this. And I understand people with family and kids, you know, there's more to consider. Absolutely. It was just me. So, you know, it's not like I had a husband or children or, you know. Um, You were saying, though, that you were like, what if I, were you afraid, like, you went to all this school, like, you did all this schoolwork, and then you were going to, in college, and became a doctor, and then you were afraid, what if I don't like Yeah. Yeah. That was in pharmacy school because I wasn't particularly fond of being (laughs) Yeah. in any type of healthcare related school because yeah. the process is not fun at all. But, you know, I was like, okay, this is not fun. So, <laughs> what if when I get out, it's not fun? Mm-hmm. And, you know, people, you know, were telling me, um, you have to, one, you can leave. Mm-hmm. One, you can do something else. And then another, I expressed that to like my dean, and she mm-hmm. was like, okay, well, let's do this. She was like, there's so many tools out there to, let you know what you like. Mm-hmm. Let you know what you like, and you can find that with what you what you're working mm-hmm. with now. You got this degree, so let's figure out what you like. Mm-hmm. And you like to talk to people, so get you a job where you can talk to people. 
Get you a job within pharmacy where you can talk to people. There's right. certain certain type of pharmacists that do not talk to anyone. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's certain type of pharmacists and that's, that that wasn't for you. Yeah, and yeah. that wasn't no. for me. That you wasn't know. for me at all. And you know, my job, I have a mixture of talking to doctors versus talking to patients, mm-hmm. and I'm and talking, and I have the luxury. You know, praise God, of being around people who like to talk. <laughs> they like to talk, and they don't like to bash talk. They right. like to uplift talk and talk about like how cool this was and what mm-hmm. you should try and what they ate. And, and you know, it's a conducive environment to what I like, and so that yeah. helps. Yeah, you know. For sure. And I went through that too because I went to college for computers, and I did at IT. I was second in charge of the IT department at the sheriff's department for the first several years I was there, and then I ended up hating it. Mm-hmm. And just beg the sheriff, please put me in clerical, take me out of IT. I can't, I don't, I can't want to do this. And anymore. I think there's, I think, especially financially and just time that you put into something, if you, people that don't decide they don't like that. Now, there's things like you said, I think that's the first thing to try to do, which is stay, if you've, if you've dedicated yourself to a field and you at least somewhat enjoy it, mm-hmm. find maybe either talk to your company about moving to mm-hmm. or look into other jobs that are in that realm. But like you said, like talking or doing the thing that you want to do mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't work, if it's one of those things like somebody feels like, oh shit, I went to medical school, I did this thing and I don't want to do this at all. Mm-hmm. Like every single position, I don't like it. You know, like there's people that that happens that to. Is, that is. And there's all this pressure of time and money to do that thing because you spent the time and money. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, it's always going to be easier for somebody who didn't to say, go ahead and do, you know, do what you want. But at the same time, you can't be afraid of starting over mm-hmm. or doing something different. Like, you will always be afraid. Some things are. You, like, you I will. mean, you will be afraid. The amount of times I thought, okay, now I found what I like to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I found what I like to do. I've done that like 20 times. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's abnormal. I think it's in, we kind of make it, people make it seem like everybody either knows by 21 mm-hmm. or they know. Or 18 when you graduate, you're supposed to know what you want to do soon right. after college. Which and your whole life, you want yeah, to yeah. Yeah, you don't even know who you are. And you're yeah. a baby at a baby. Of course, you think you know everything yeah, you think you know. at 18, but yeah. Yeah. you don't. Right. Well, And it's just one of those things where you just have to, like some with me, not everybody's like this. Some people find what they like, they find it quick or within a few. I had to Very do easy. a lot of other things and then realize I did not want to do those mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Which led me more, like, in the direction that I wanted to go versus... And then also, there's also this thing sometimes with people where there is something in you and you're like, I want to do this, mm-hmm. but then you're, like, instantly your mind's like, you can't do that. Yes. No, you're not the person that can do that, mm-hmm. you know? You say you don't know what you want to do, and sometimes you don't. But then there's other times where there's little things and then you're like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. I'm not I'm not this person. I can't stand in front of people. I can't do this thing. But then there's something that's still in the back of your mind like you should do that. You should do that. You should do that. You should do that. Nothing and worth having is going to be easy. No, oh yeah, for sure. That's for my sure. dad's motto. He's mm-hmm. always like the road gets harder but the reward gets better. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if like it was that. easy everybody like would that. do it. That's another if, if really it was like easy. that say, and Katie's dad had a, a really good saying that I really like. Don't let a dream delayed become a dream denied, mm-hmm. which is, that's the thing. That's, that's, I think, also important to what we're doing here is no matter what age you are, no matter how many mistakes or I think I want to do this things that you've done or relationships or whatever the thing is, like, 
Don't give up. Don't, yeah, a dream delayed does not have to be a dream denied. It doesn't have to be something that is never going to happen just because it's not happening right, right now. It, and we and get so in a rush. Overnight. It's going to take hard yeah, work. It's yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like I said, if, if it was easy, everybody would do it. So on the days. She tells me that every day. I tell her that all the time. I'm like, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Because that's the thing. Going for your dream, living a passion, leaving your job, whatever the thing is like that, like, there's a reason most people don't do it. There's a reason most people stay in somewhere they're unhappy. I got this this week when I was all over. I don't know if I'm good enough at makeup. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, there's a reason, and I get it. I get it. Whether it's insurance, financial safety, like, I get all these things. But it's like, if somebody's the person who's like, that can't be me, Mm -hmm. I can't do that, There's work that comes along with it. I think it's Gary Vaynerchuk, who I like, says, he's like, if you want a life that is, like, unlike 99%, like, if you want a life that is not the norm, what makes you think you can just do normal things and it's going to happen for you? Like, you have to bust your ass. Mm -hmm. Like, people, other people say they want to do shit and then they bust their ass for a day and then go, never mind, this is too hard, (laughs) you know? Or even, like, a year. I'm like... It, yeah, and a year is nothing if you right. think about when it in terms of a career. It was like, you know, it's not gonna. Nobody nothing happens is overnight. Really, an overnight success. No, right. right. Yeah, anyone you see, I mean, you know, aside from the random viral video, which they're never right. famous for very long. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> right, that dude. But yeah, it's one of those things where you it doesn't happen overnight. You have to be patient, and sometimes that is staying at a job you don't like while you figure out. What's the next yeah. plan? Like, Let's, you know, my last year at the sheriff's office, I was in makeup school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you've got to do both. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I have a question for you all. Mm-hmm. What is something that you want to do but you haven't done this year? This year? Mm-hmm. Get a job. <laughs> okay. I mean, you like... You have a job. You have jobs. I, I do, but I want something where I'm... It's not steady work. I don't know what I'm going to make week to week. I need something that I know I'm going to be able to pay the bills when they come. And there are still weeks when I don't know if I'm going to be able to buy groceries. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and right now I'm having to, you can make double in Nashville doing Uber as to what you can make in Memphis because of the difference in cost of living. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm still going home once a week a month mm-hmm. to do Uber. But you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say something, what is something I wanted to do this year mm-hmm. that I haven't done? Have done? I wrote down several things um, at the beginning of the year, things kind of like I wanted to do by the end of the year type stuff. And one of the things that I put on there that I have not done yet, technically, is speak in public, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is something I actually want to do and I've done before. Mm-hmm. But I haven't done it this year, mm-hmm. and I haven't done it in the way that I plan to and hope to move forward and do it. And, you know, there's always reasons like, well, it's because of this, and it's because I'm too busy, and it's because of this. And it's like, eh, it's excuses. Like, it's just fear or nerves or what if they don't like I mean, there's still that, what if they don't like me? Mm-hmm. What if I'm not good enough? Mm-hmm. Then that dream's fucked up. <laughs> you know, in my mind, it's like, it sounds so stupid. You know when you talk things out loud and you're like, okay, now yeah, that I'm saying it, it sounds... Because I, I literally, like, don't have my degree because of that one credit. I could not speak in front yeah, of Yeah, she doesn't have her college degree because of a public one, speaking credit. And I was like, you know that's credit. gotta be, like, the thing for your, like, movie story where you, like, yep. speak in public. Yeah, where you speak <laughs> in public. One, yeah, and you're essentially speaking in public now. Right, right. 
See? Yeah, no, people don't even know. Notice. They don't know. <laughs> well, they but they don't know you enough yet to know how big it is that you did this because I used to couldn't talk Jen to even take a photo, much less do a podcast or mm-hmm. a video or, or flying. Like the first yeah. time we all took a, a group trip to, with each other, we all went to New York. This is the first year our group of friends met. We all went to New York together, and. I'm claustrophobic, so flying, I'm not afraid we're going to crash. I just don't like the feeling of, we can't get off. Mm -hmm. And I told them beforehand, I was like, okay, you guys are going to have to talk to me the whole trip. You're going to have to keep my mind occupied. I think I took about six Xanaxes before we got Mm -hmm. on the plane. And now... Don't tell your pharmacist that. (laughs) (laughs) Or my doctor. (laughs) Um, But then... Now it's like when we go, when I was still in Nashville. When we go to Vegas, I fly out of Nashville. She flies out of Memphis. I do it by myself. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's a muscle you have to work. It really yeah. Is. Well, that's the thing is, and this goes back to me talking about speaking in public. I but I I read a book I believe called Code of Confidence where they essentially do research to see in women like what co- what brings confidence and fifty percent is genetics, mm-hmm. which you're kind of fucked. I guess it's like. That's part of it. Can't, well, that's the thing. You can't. You either have that, but 50, another fifty percent, which is huge, is how to get it. You can get it naturally, and they did all these things. Like, was it posing this way? Was it standing up in a border? Naked. It all boiled down to action. That was hmm. the only thing that really created true non-fake confidence. And what kind of action? Action taking action. Literally right. just taking an action. So. Anything, like five, any four, small three, thing. Two, one, do it. Yeah, that's the five-second rule. Y'all probably hear me talk about. Uh, there's a book by Mel Robbins called Five Second Rule, and literally it boils down to saying five, four, three, two, one, and then doing whatever the thing is that you're afraid to do or don't want to do. So I do five, four, three, two, one, and I go work out. I do five, that's four, three, two, one. Got these bracelets. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> like, and I don't have mine on right now either, but uh, yeah, we have five, four, three, two, one. Um, but what about bracelets? You guys? Yeah, I was gonna. You wanted to do? What's something that you want to do? Um, I think something I want to do was maybe start like a fashion, I don't know if it's like an Instagram blog or uh, a blog, like website Mm -hmm. itself, but just kind of talking about like how I put things together and, you know, there's things, there's a reason why I haven't done it or haven't started. Maybe. Well, there's a lot of, sometimes I think, at least for me, and this may be this way for you, is perfectionism gets in the way. So you're like, I got to have exactly what I'm going to do. I got to have all this time. I got to have the right photos. I got to have the right wording. I have to have the right lighting. I have to have the right pictures. I have to, you know. So, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday and they were just like, just do it. You're already halfway doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's my biggest advice and the thing with my podcast, which is, like basically a year old now and I'm like almost in 40 episodes literally the thing that it was it was just starting it like mm-hmm. yes the sound may have not been right yet yes this mm-hmm. may have not been right I and even just me as a um public figure brand whatever thing me wanting to know and I knowing I want to speak in public and do all those things I thought okay well how do I get there okay do I write a book do I write this do mm-hmm. I write a blog do I do audio do mm-hmm. I do video mm-hmm. and then um Gary Vee and Mel Robbins both people that I really like had basically said one just fucking start somewhere just Mm -hmm. do it and then try everything so like you try your fashion Instagram or your website or you do and then you just see one which the the combination of the thing you like to do and that your audience likes to Mm -hmm. see hear or read from you Mm -hmm. when you can get those two to align 
that's the thing. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, you may start a blog and then go, I hate writing. Or you mm-hmm. may start, you may say, hey, I like the video thing where I, you know, talk about it. And, or I dress friends, or mm-hmm. I do... There's so many different right. things you could okay. do. It's just starting. That's yeah. literally it. Yeah, yeah. And then you, it's nobody says, same thing with you. But you were saying a thing about, they say, well, if you don't like it, you can leave. It's like, same thing with content creation. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't like it, you're just doing something else. Yeah, That's what I did with my don't podcast. Do it anymore. Yeah. But, like, okay, on the opposite note, what's something you wanted to accomplish this year that you did get to do? So, my husband and I started the Cooking with Bay. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people... Yeah, get your plug in. love to... <laughs> We love to cook. Yeah, cooking with cooking, C O O K I N W B A E. Yeah. On Instagram, my husband loved to eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody's so, husband does. Everybody, everybody loves food. <laughs> love, yeah, everybody loves food, but we love to eat and we love to like cook our food and try to be in competition with the restaurant. Want <laughs> <laughs> to have that restaurant? Like, how good can we do this at home? Yeah. You know, because you're in the comfort of your home, so. We talked to a lot of our friends, and I pulled my Instagram and said, do you want to see us cook mm-hmm. some things? And everybody's like, yeah. So we started that. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoyed that because that's something where we went out on a limb. And It's a creative outlet. Yeah, it's and, a creative It makes me outlet. hungry every time. It makes me hungry too. <laughs> the food's right in front of me. You know, let me go back and every, that. That was good. Every time I look at their, I'm like, they didn't invite me to dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's sort of like dinner, yeah. Dinner with the uh, Jacksons. Dinner with the Jacksons. It's going to be like another uh, vlog cast. (laughs) (laughs) We'll buy HGTV. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I told them. I was like, they're going to be on Food Network, like the next Food Uh, Network. Y'all will be adorable. Perfect for it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What about you all? What's something you did? You're the one that asked questions. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I I have it. I keep a plan. I'm like, like I said in the previous episode, hyper organized. Which is awesome. I love it. Separate notebook for everything, but um, the planner I have is an inspirational planner. And you set it at the very beginning, you set like a three month goal, a six month mm-hmm. goal, and your year goal. Mm-hmm. And my year goal was move to Memphis, and I did it in four months. Mm-hmm. Yay! I've, I've been wanting to move Nobody to Memphis. Nobody raises the roof anymore, but I'm gonna raise it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to move to Memphis for like six years since I met our group of friends. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finally said, fuck it, let's, I had the opportunity, there was the apartment available, and I, I didn't have a job holding me back, and there was a lot of family drama that was stressing me out and mm-hmm. making things worse, and I just said, you know what, fuck it, let's go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's I what you gotta month. do sometimes. I mean, I had, like, less than a month to get here, so. Yep. Sometimes, yeah. Well, sometimes you're wanting to do something, that if the window opens, it's like. Let's go ahead and jump. Let's yeah. go ahead and do this jump, thing. Jump on out the window. Jump on out the window, you know? It's like, um, but like I that's why people don't do it, because there's not always a net there. Mm-hmm. There's not always a net that it's catches you, always. you know? Exactly. And that's why people say, you know what? I'm going to stay in my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay in my safety thing. And there's nothing wrong with that if that's what they're happy doing. Exactly. exactly. But there's a, comfortable. Like, yeah, like, but yeah. there's a certain group of people that they know that's not what they want. Um, and... So, I, yeah, I think it's it's a good encouragement to people out there to just, one, several things we were talking about, try different things. Mm-hmm. Try, like, if, if something's not working, try something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't be afraid to change course, no matter what age you are. Don't be afraid to be, I think that there's a quote, something like, don't be afraid to be a beginner. Because, like, everyone's a beginner at some point. Like, anything you do, you're going to be a beginner at. But if you the, until you take action, me saying this as someone who hasn't spoken in public this year, but until you take I've taken action on some other things, and that's correct with the confidence. It's 
with my podcast, with everything, doing the thing, it doesn't even matter if the thing is successful or right. not. It's doing the action. When I do something that I'm afraid to do, the rush of yeah. good feelings when I do it. When you actually even I didn't want to do or it. Or even right. at the end of the day, like mine is like even if I did the things that I didn't want to do, like I don't want to drive for Uber. Yeah. You've or fucking fold the laundry or like, whatever. I've got to fucking do it to pay the bills. So like mm-hmm. And, you know, when I journal something, I'm like, I know that I'm going to feel better about myself at the end of the day if I just do it. Yeah. And yeah, Nike, that, that slogan's good for a reason. Just yeah, do it. Like, exactly. Sometimes it's like, at the, you know, like, if I talk myself out of it that day, I feel like shit about myself at the end. Of the day. And, you know, like, I'll, I, I feel like I write that in my journal, like, every day. Yes. But it's like, I have to keep reinforcing it in my head. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what's something? Oh, um, I've done a lot of things that I was trying to do, um this year but I mean I started the podcast last year but I didn't I had a period when my dad got sick and mm-hmm. passed away so it was kind of like a hiatus so I really really started going hard with it in March mm-hmm. and so one of the things that I did that I wanted to do this year is I started consistently doing episodes I started consistently heading in the direction that I wanted to be mm-hmm. instead of still being like I can't do that I'm not this or that you know for the longest time I thought I always had this passion, like, feeling like I want to speak to people. I want to help people in some way. I want to, like, mm-hmm. and then I, but there's always the voice in your head is, like, what makes you fucking think that you have any right to say anything? To, you know what I mean? That's just always what you think. And I always thought, what have I accomplished? What have I done? Mm-hmm. Because I, I owned a bakery, went out of business, not because I wasn't busy, but because I just heads up, anyone that runs their own business, if you don't know how to do the uh, finances of running a business, let somebody else do it instead of being a control freak and try to do every single thing yourself. That was when I was in my 20s. But um, that made me feel, talking about losing confidence, like that made me lose confidence is that closing when it was something that close to my heart or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I always thought was like, what have I done that makes anyone want to listen to me? Like, I haven't technically well, had mean, a successful business. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. But, but then it hit me. But your life. I mean, like. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I say all the time about the amount that she's gone through in the last two years. I don't think I would be out of the bed yet. You, well, the thing that, that's what it kind of hit me is, I was like, it, and this is for anyone that's listening to this, if you think you haven't, quote unquote, accomplished anything. Mm-hmm. Now, for sure you have. But if you think that you haven't, most likely, you need to think about it's not what you've done; it's what you've been through. Yes, okay, so you yeah, if you feel like you haven't accomplished anything you're or you're there. not there, I thought, and I thought, you know what? That I, like I have fucking been through a lot. Like I have like been able to withstand and deal with a lot of grief and a lot of stress that has come my way. And then I realized, okay, other people are doing that, mm-hmm. and so I can help them go through it but yeah that that was like a huge game changer for me when I realized it wasn't about what I did mm-hmm. it was about what I'd been through so if anyone's listening to this it's not about what you've done it's what you've been through it's the things that you've learned along the way it's basically your failures and struggles those are the things that actually are going to be helpful to someone else it's going to be character we had some technical difficulties yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly we were wrapping up basically the whole thing idea of work and passion and and doing what you feel is best right, for you. Right, right. No matter if it's something that's starting over, no matter if it's scary or not what everybody thought you should be or who, you know, what you should do or even honestly, like, like I said, so many people invest in stuff and then they think they have to be that. It's like, 
you can try it for a while, but at the same time, like, it is your life. Mm-hmm. It is your life, you know? Doing it Nobody just because someone you're expected you to do it. You're going to have to live with it. Yeah. I agree. Exactly. And then, let's quickly, we can do one of these. Who okay. wants to draw it? And before, um, it. before we draw one of those cards, I just want to, I think this is going to F- uh, air November 1st. I want to remind everybody to go vote. Yeah. November the go 6th. Vote. Go Please vote. vote. I don't care who you vote for, what side you're on. Just I care you go. vote for, but I won't say who. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I care, but I, care I still, <laughs> I, democracy is not for the sidelines. Go yeah. vote. Yeah, yes. women, women yeah, it, which is hopefully our primary audience, You, it matters if you guys Tremendously vote. for women this election. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. go vote, go vote, go vote. And also go vote. Yes. Uh, okay, so we're, who wants I to think draw? I you drew last time. Uh, that mm-hmm. last time. You do it. You didn't. I did yeah, it. you didn't draw. You, you I'll draw. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, what's a song that reminds you of high school? Who wants to go first? Ah! I'm sure Jen immediately knows. Ah! I have so many. <laughs> um, what is a song though? Like when it comes on, you're like, boom! I'm back in high school. Like, okay, Let me you try know. Uh, cranberries linger. Anything yeah. cranberries is, but it's specific because um, I guess you would call him the love of my life. But um, my very first real boyfriend. Um, introduced me to the cranberries and he was a senior and I was a freshman and he had senior leave and I thought I was so cool because he came back to school to pick me up and uh fancy yeah (laughs) and I remember getting in the car with him and he was like oh you've got to hear this girl's voice and he played cranberries linger and I I can't hear that song without think I'm not even gonna say his name because I'm gonna try to keep everything kind of vague on (laughs) names but uh Shout out to Jen's first love. I still, I still love you. <laughs> if you're listening for whatever reason, yeah. she still loves I you. I still love you. Divorce her. I feel like I'm on like a on a uh, radio station now, like talking about songs. Yeah. Um, did you think of one? Yeah, I thought of one. So it's um, Fifty Cent in the club mm-hmm. because in Nashville, like. Uh, my best friend's mom would drive us home from school every day, and it'd be like what around four or three? Mm-hmm. No, it was like four thirty, and they would play the birthday songs like mm-hmm. "Go Shorty," "It's Your Birthday," <laughs> and they would do all the birthday yeah. shoutouts. And then she'd be in the car like, "Yeah," <laughs> I mean, like she's old, like older than her right. mom, and she's like, "Go Shorty," "It's Your Birthday," you know. Yeah. And so I always think of like riding home from high school with my best friend, mm-hmm. listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. Go shot it. It's your birthday. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, I'm trying to think of... He was uh, on uh, MSNBC last night. <laughs> 50 Cent was? Yeah. It's interesting. Um, now, I'm trying to think. Of, uh, I mean, obviously, a ton of stuff. Um, high school. See, that's the thing. Junior high is different. Like, junior high was like all Delilah love on the radio. Mm-hmm. Like, I, li- I listen to love songs in junior high. Like, I mean, I listen to love songs in high school, but... Junior high, man. I was all about some love songs. You know what? Actually, I do. So, uh, well, anything, anything that was on TRL in that early two thousands time period. Mm-hmm. Anytime I hear a song, and so I'm talking like Cisco Thong song. No! Think of high school, you know, because it was like number one for quite some yes, time. Yes, it was. Me and it my was. friend would come home. Shout out to Wallace Ashley. Uh, we would come home from school and always turn on TRL. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the songs. That song, um, 
Let me think what else does. Anything about Blink-182 usually makes me think of uh, high school. Because um, I was all, thought I was all punk rocker. And oh, yeah, Blink-182. I know, punk rock, <laughs> Blink-182. I mean, I listen, I, I like, my brother got me into actual punk rock, like, the Ramones yeah. and stuff, but... Um, I still like Blink-182. There's certain things, like, when you hear it in high school, you're always going to like it. Yeah, it's just, it's just it becomes like, a part yeah. of you. Part Shout of out it. to Jackie Knight. She's the one who let me listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> and my best friend, that was her, her mom, Jamie. Her yeah. Mom. Her mom was cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say his name. Um, <laughs> and anybody who knew me in high school will know exactly who I'm talking about. And also MXPX, which is, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of them, but they're like a Christian punk sort of Christian, I guess, punk rock band, and my husband, or who I'm married to now, was my high school sweetheart, and so he loved MXPX, and so I, of course, loved MXPX. Well, I grew up Gen X, so I'm Gen X and I'm Generation X. Oh, that's the play on my name, yeah. by the way, but, uh, so anything grunge, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Stuntable Pilots, and certain Fashion albums pumpkins, too. All of that is going to remind me. Anything, all the, that whole grunge era is going to mm-hmm. remind me of high school. Yeah. But I have that very specific memory of the Granberry song. Yeah. 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 Yep. And, um, okay. What? Oh, interesting. Who was the most popular kid in your high school and what did you think of him or her? <laughs> what year? I guess, I don't know, any time in high school, I guess. I went to a, I can go first while you're thinking, because I went to the smallest high school ever that no longer even exists. I graduated with one dude. It was me ah. and one other dude. I was valedictor- valedictorian by default. Like, I just got slightly better grades. So I was a valedictorian, <laughs> got to speak at uh, at the uh, graduation. Um, but uh, the most popular kid... When I was a little bit younger, was at, at that at the tiny ass school that I was at was probably the person I'm married to now. Chris was my husband. Chris was very uh, popular. Uh, again, it's a very if, if he listens to this, and I'm sure he was going to be cracking up because it was such a small school. It's mm-hmm. kind of like okay, but you know, it was I, a huge school. Oh, I thought Chris was so cool though. I mean, now we kind of laugh at some of that. He was all like quote unquote punk rock, but. Uh, and then had his phase of wearing the backwards red New York hat. Was it New York? The yeah, Biscuit the Biscuit, or the, yeah. back, the backwards hat or whatever? He used to wear that. But um, he was considered cool. I was not considered cool mm-hmm. in high school at all. At all. Didn't get, I didn't get in part. Like, the parties that they had at, like, from people at my high school were, like, the tamest like, compared to a normal high school party, compared I'm sure... Like, what tam- Jim went through in high school. <laughs> I said this to somebody the other day. I was like, the parties weren't cool. Like, nobody probably even that went there, if you're listening, I'm not trying to insult anyone that had parties, but y'all know they weren't cool. So it's like, even those parties I wasn't invited was to. Was school? Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. It was a church school. My, yeah. And, uh, but the parties they would have, the kids would have... Those weren't cool parties, and I still didn't get invited to them. Oh, no. Like, and I I mean, like, I used to get, like, really upset about it and stuff. Now I'm like, oh, well, because I've kind of learned some people that peak in high school, it's, like, really depressing for them when they become adults. uh, Yeah. Because then it's like they don't know how to exist outside of that. But, um, obviously I liked my husband, because he was popular. I'm trying to think. There was probably a couple of people that were popular that were, like, my, that did not... I did not get along with some of the popular girls, which is interesting 
I mean, I've become more friendly with girls than I used. I used to always think I couldn't be friends with girls. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're too complicated. Like, I like boys because I like, one, because I have a lot of interest in sports and different things that guys typically like. But then also, you know, you're kind of taught to compete or whatever. And it was like, you know, I mean, I guess some of it was bullying on their side. But, um, so it said, did you like them? And I don't know I I liked I liked my husband and I probably didn't like most of the other popular. There we go. <laughs> either y'all remember now? Um, I I went to a huge high school. I mean, huge. So it's hard to say who was the most popular in the entire school. Mm-hmm. The most popular in our grade, I would say, was this girl named Chastity Loper. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved her. I still love her. And I told her that she uh, on Facebook a couple of years ago she had asked like what's one memory you have of me from high school? And I told her, I was like, you were always kind to me. Because mm-hmm. I was not popular. Mm-hmm. I was the kid that made fun of the popular kids. Like, I, Chastity's probably the only one of the popular kids that I did like. Mm-hmm. And it was Yeah, like, there's good popular and bad popular. Right, and I told her, I was like, you know, it didn't matter who you were with. It didn't matter what class we were in. It, you were always kind to me. And most of them were not. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, if I was in a class with this other girl that was her best friend and it was popular... If we were the only two in that class and she was nice to me and she would talk to me, but, like, if she was walking down the hall with her friends, then she didn't know me. Mm-hmm. But Chastity was not like that. And I, I, I liked her then. I like her now. And, um, but as far as overall for the whole school, there really wasn't a most popular in the whole school because mm-hmm. the school was just too big. Mm-hmm. Man, mine was too small. But I, I was not in that crowd at all. Like, I was hanging out with all the wrong kids. Like, my high, let me explain, let me tell you this one story real quick since we're <laughs> on this boat. My best friend in high school was arrested by my eventual boss at the sheriff's department for selling him 87 hits of acid in Hardy's parking lot. Oh, Lord. And then... That's some, like, country drug shit. circle with that, my boss ended up getting arrested by the TBI for stealing drugs out of the evidence room at the sheriff's oh, department. Oh, drugs, drugs come full so, circle. We went full circle from him arresting my best friend to my boss getting arrested by the TBI. But don't you ju- don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. <laughs> or well, don't do bad drugs. But, um, don't do those. Don't be doing eighty six hits of acid or whatever you just well, said. Yeah, but like I, 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 I was hanging out with all the wrong kids and doing. All, I, I got all my partying out early I will say that I did okay. zero partying I was like the you, zero like there's literally I'm not gonna name which there's only one drug that I have not done in my life we that is another episode right <laughs> right right, right. Did I, had you a, I had a very interesting high school did you uh, did you so think? I went to a small high school was it in Madison Tennessee was private Madison Academy um, so it was like 40 of us that graduated and I think it was like 120 in the school. Uh-huh. I don't really feel like we had popular people at all. You're allowed to say it was you if it was you. Was I it know, you? I'm sitting here thinking it was I'm like, I bet it was Jasmine. <laughs> all I, I mean, I was class president. Okay. I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that matters, yeah. You know, um, so. So was Chastity. That's the other. My brother was class president. Um, um, he two was probably people that come to mind. I don't know Jimmy Clauser because he was just he talked a lot and he talked to everybody. Jimmy Clauser and then Kelsey. She was just beautiful. Uh, I still think she's beautiful to this day. <laughs> you know, so I think of those. People, so they were like. I don't think it was. I think like. We were all cool. It wasn't like was teen like, movie, like, well, here's the group of... it was such of, a small... Like, we it was so probably, small. We had more than yeah. 500 just in my class. No, 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 That's no, how no. big our high school no, was. No, we had 
40. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, we Which might have 36. Which nice and you, you know Galson. So. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but, I mean, we all got along really well. I, you know. So they I weren't like jerk kids. They weren't like jerk popular kids. There were. There were some, but I think, like, I don't even know. You know what you said? You're always trying, is so gracious about it. She's like, there were some. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, there were some assholes. <laughs> there, there were a lot of assholes yeah, in my class. Yeah, there but, were some. But and I'm not calling your name out. I think, like, you know, it was so, like, our class was really diverse. Like, mm-hmm. you had the popular white kids, you had the popular black kids, well, mm-hmm. you had the black kids, and you had the black guys, and you had mm-hmm. the black girls, and then the Hispanic, and you had, you had different groups, and mm-hmm. we all got along, because it was so little, Yeah, that's you right. know, so it was, it was a, it, it was a good experience, I can't remember, had, like, being like, oh, they're popular, Yeah, I remember Kelsey, and I think a lot of people liked her, because she was really pretty, and she was really nice, yeah, yeah. Well, Chastity had the the Gwen Stefani blonde hair, mm-hmm. and she was the cheerleader, mm-hmm. and all the girls wanted to be Chastity, and all the guys wanted to go out with Chastity. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of in high school. That's at, kind of the like standard. Yeah, and it's like, but at the same, I mean, time, it shouldn't she, be. But that's that's the high school popularity. At the standard. same time, she was a nice, good person. Right, yeah, right. and that's rare in right. high school. <laughs> it oh, is. God, rare. high school people are so shitty. They are. Like, Very I mean, much so. honestly, they are. Where did those other cards go? I was going to draw one of those real quick. And then we'll be wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. Who, who wants to draw one of these? I did last time, so let Jazz do it. Okay. Pick a card. Affirmator. <laughs> okay. I'm healthy and vital and strong. My radiant love of life fills me with healthy, vital, and strong cells. Each cell is a warrior. Each one has its own sword and shield. I dare you to try and penetrate my cellular army. Nice. Didn't think so, chump. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that kind of goes with this, it, this I love episode. It. Yeah. I yeah. love it. Kind of love this episode about, you know, like, being able to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure, yes. I like love it. I dare you to, like, I dare you to try to. Eat. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, I dare you to try to shake what I feel. That's you why can't I take my glow, girl. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I like the part where it says penetrate my cellular ar- army. Y'all yeah. know I'm healthcare. So. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, like the cell is one of the strongest parts of your mm-hmm. body, and it has like an outer layer that you have to like literally like bacteria has to burn through or try to break down before right. it can actually get on the inside. And mess up the inside, mm-hmm. so it's like a process for it to just be. So it's perfect for you to. Draw. I used to yeah. want to be a marine biologist, so I was always good at biology. Oh okay. god, I was, I was horrible at all. Anything science related, See, I math was, was my, like math. I still like. You ask me yeah. three plus three, I'm gonna get out a calculator. I was terrible at math. But yeah, well, we can all. In English. We can actually all each three read one real quick. So, um, do you want to go next, or you want me to go? You can go next, and then I'll close it. Okay, my unicorn <laughs> is called Clarity. Stopping to listen to my inner self, I can easily separate my intuition from my mental chatter. The clarity of my intuition is a sweet, simple fruit that tastes familiar. And the mental chatter is a confusing, bitter Mm -hmm. rind that I shall peel off and chunk into the garbage (laughs) or compost heap if your mental chatter happens to be organic. (laughs) Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Clarity. Yeah. Clarity and, yeah, versus mental chatter, like the things that are Mm -hmm. not separating what are the real thoughts and who you are yeah. and what is self-doubt. Like, mm-hmm. self-doubt is not you. Anxiety is not you. Depression is not you. Mm-hmm. Those are things that are affecting your brain or or maybe a part of something you have to deal with, mm-hmm. but never be defined by those things or let those things 
be your voice. Exactly. That makes sense. Exactly. That's what I think. Um, yeah, you go ahead and I'll do it. Get centered. All right. <laughs> this is all going along with the meditation I just started. Uh, when it gets to be too much, whatever it is, I close my eyes and return to my center. In my center, I have the wisdom and tranquility of a, it says, put in your favorite animal. A dog? <laughs> I have the wisdom and tranquility of a dog. Would be like koala bear. bear. A koala bear. <laughs> Is that your favorite animal? No, I said my mom would say penguin. Oh, penguin, yeah. Uh-huh. Holding a, it says pick magical item. Wand. So I have the wisdom and tranquility of a dog holding a wand. <laughs> floating through space on a, and it says piece of furniture. So. Couch. Couch. Yeah, so I have Lounge the wisdom and I, I have the wisdom and tranquility of a dog holding a, a wand oh, floating no, through space on a lazy, lazy boy. boy. <laughs> Very beautiful words. <laughs> that's a good that's a good uh it's a good final thing. Um again, I I can't even remember. We probably kept talking, but the book that we want you guys to check out that we're gonna discuss in the fourth episode is Gabrielle Union's We're Gonna Need More Wine, either the audiobook or the, yeah, Jen's got the wine, uh, the audiobook or the regular book. It is super entertaining. It is. It's really good, guys. It's very good. Even very if you good. think, okay. like, oh, it's a celebrity book, I won't like, you know, some people think they don't like celebrity. But it, it's more than that. Like, like I said in the last She's episode, a great storyteller. She, she has good life lessons. And there's a ton of stuff, like, basically based on what we Which, want with this Podcast. And I think it's good. I want to throw in. I think it's good for um, white women to listen to because she gives you a lot of insight into the, the black, black woman wine. experience. Yes, yeah, yeah, the black woman experience. And, and yeah, and her. And we'll talk about that then. But what? Well, yeah, basically, like what it was like for her in that environment, mm-hmm. and like me because hearing she that. Went in, to an all white school, she was like the only black, black female mm-hmm. for a yeah, long time. Was. So it it it's an excellent. I mm-hmm. I I read. That's pretty much all I read. Is is biographies, mm-hmm. historical biographies and celebrity biographies and it's one of the very best I've ever yeah. read. And so. she does a good job of being vulnerable mm-hmm. and yes. then bringing it back in like at the end of the day mm-hmm. I am Yes. I am yeah. Gabrielle. I she am will get. She will make you feel like, yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah. me, right? That's I'm, me too. I'm great. <laughs> that's, we can all drink a glass of wine and talk about yeah. it. Um, so yeah, we'll end there. Thank you guys so much for listening to this or watching this, whatever it is. Uh, Sorry about the te- technical te- technical difficulties and things falling the off the walls, wall? but yeah. that's very much like life is. So it's okay. Exactly. As long <laughs> um, as you can pick it back up. Again. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything so, else you want to say? No. No. On your glow girl. On your glow girl. So, uh, yeah, just remember, speak your mind and own your glow. Own your glow. Speak your mind and own your glow, girl. (laughs) Bye. 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 (laughs) Thank you for listening to episode two of Own Your Glow. We really hope you enjoyed it and we appreciate your support. If you think you have friends who may want to listen, we'd be honored if you shared a link or posted a screenshot online telling your friends to check the podcast out. Remember, if you would like to contact us for any reason, whether that's for suggestions for the show, guest ideas, requests, advice, or you want to work with us in some other way, please email info, I-N-F-O, at ownyourglowgirl.com. That's info at ownyourglowgirl.com and visit ownyourglowgirl.com for more info. Don't forget to check out episode three of Own Your Glow, which is coming out November 15th video and audio and also in the fourth episode which will be in december we will be discussing the own your glow book club selection we're going to need more wine by gabrielle union 
Like I said, that's episode four, so be sure to be on the lookout for that. Obviously, check out the book, read the book, listen to the book. We highly recommend it. And then tune in or listen to our takes on it in episode four. And one more time for the road, Jen, Jazz, and I want to remind you to speak your mind and own your glow, girl.